BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. We're adaptive little creatures. We're like cockroaches. We don't bite hard. Hey everybody, it's Mike on BeastNet here. And on this episode, this is our, our special Christmas episode. Um, if you're watching on video, we've all got different Christmas shirts on, some worse than others. We won't show you what uh, what Hammers looks like um, because it's, well, it's a nice little train with Rudolph in the middle. Let's put it that way. And, you know, Lisa's got her little abominable onesie on. Don's, well, he looks like Mimi from freaking Drew Carey show. But, I mean, <laughs> just without the makeup. So I'm not sure what's the worst. There we go. See? Yeah. Nice and interesting. <laughs> so, so this is our special Thanks, Christmas Santa, episode. Santa we're we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. We're going to talk Christmas. We're going to talk holidays. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Happy, I've said a couple others before we started recording that I won't say again because they, they, everyone <laughs> laughed and I said I said bad things. So we'll move on. Um, whatever holiday you do, don't do. Um, happy Krampus. That's my that's my hero at the moment. Um, so, in fact, um, I, I've been studying quite a bit about different holiday traditions because of my uh, my other personality. Brandon has a show where we do conspiracy theories, and that was our conspiracy theory for this week. Was we talked about the different styles of Christmas and how it's celebrated in different places. And I will tell you, there's some really weird shit. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Krampus, by the way, did you know that there's a Krampus in Tacoma? It's, is there? Yeah, it's over off of, it, I believe it's 24, between 24th and 25th on, oh, I can't remember the street name. But either way, uh, Deanna and I went by there today, actually, and, and got a picture of the Krampus. And nice. It, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. It's um, it's a little bit taller than I am, and, uh, you know, it's complete with horns and a crazy face and there's some really other ones, interesting ones too. There's, I can't remember. I think it's Switzerland has a goat holiday. Yeah, there um, you go. There's the full body of it. That is nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a Krampus in Tacoma. I'll uh, I'll pull up the address. Nice. You'll have to send that out. That's later. pretty cool. I mean, that way we. And can, that is you know, kind of one of those things that you know we do want to say on Beastnet is happy whatever you celebrate. You know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Like we said, it's one of those things. I know a lot of people get upset with people saying, "Oh, we can't say Merry." We do can say Merry Christmas, but you also have to respect other people's holidays. So we all have our own holidays. We all have whatever we celebrate. I celebrate Christmas, but I'm not religious. I celebrate Christmas because I like gifts. Um, and really, it never was about. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. That's a whole. You want to hear what I think about Christmas and what it's really about? Go go listen to Rabbit Hole. Well, you'll hear about my thoughts on that and how it's not even a Christian holiday. They stole it from the pagans, who were much better anyway. So and now that I've got off my, my high horse on, you know, all that fun stuff, let's everybody else. How are you all doing? Good. I have a question though. Why does everybody else have a nickname except me? Because um, I don't know. I, I, mine was given to me by Dingo years ago <laughs> and it just became my nickname. Um, I'm not sure. I, I feel like, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I mean, I feel like if we, I picked the nickname for you, it probably wouldn't be appropriate. Um, <laughs> So that's probably why I haven't picked one because, well, we know me. I'm not appropriate. That's one of my best <laughs> qualities, really. So, uh, anybody else? Why doesn't you have a Don? You're, you're, the, you're the manager. Well, you know, she is known as uh, Curvy Warrior Woman on Instagram. So, you know, we would just start calling her Curvy. That works. Uh, 
That was a weird nickname. It's about as appropriate <laughs> as I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah, I think the other two nicknames, I came up with my own just because it was a nickname that my parents called me when I grew up. And then the other one, I just randomly tagged Don in a post as Brother Boggs since he's my brother-in-law and it just stuck. So, yeah, that's how we got it. He's kind of my brother. He's my little brother. I've tried killing him multiple times and he just won't. So, <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, that's not allowed to happen. No. There's some stories we could tell you someday. <laughs> I may or may not have stood on him while he was in a river once, but we will talk about that. <laughs> well, she said how she's been doing. What about uh, what about us? Yeah, how, how how is everybody? How are you doing, Hammer? Are you when when are you coming back? When are you going to start recording more? Um, well, I mean, you got the excuse of the kid. Now you got a dog. I mean, well, the dog's not going to keep me from anything besides yeah, okay. The only thing the dog's going to keep me from doing is having nice things. That's it. Um, so I should actually be back very, very, very soon. I know Don's been bugging me, trying to get me back on the show and, uh, I will be back very, very, very soon. Um, I'm thinking maybe right after the holidays, just trying to get a lot of this stuff out of the way. Um, the, I'm, I'm hunting for a new job. So not that I lost my other one cause I haven't, I'm just tired of it. So I've been tired of it for a long time. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what I've been up to is, uh, working, um, taking care of the the kids. Dee actually is about to start her new job. Um, Which is awesome. Yep. So she goes back to work on the 21st. And so that'll be fun. That'll be good. So how, how are the little ones? Uh, good. Good. They're, they actually had a great Christmas. Um, we're uh, we're spoiling the heck out of our kids. Um, they got all kinds of stuff. to do. Well, yeah, but I mean, like this year, I think we went all out. I mean, the the presents under the tree was it was like a mountain of presents underneath the tree. So it's nuts. That's awesome. My parents, they sent a bunch of stuff for the kids. Like um, actually before Christmas, they bought my daughter, um, my oldest, a trampoline. They also bought her an easel. Um, geez, what else? Uh, tons of books. Uh, we got her, you know, dolls and books and clothes and um, I mean, there's so many presents that were under the tree. It's just insane. That's awesome. That's the way it should be. So, Miss Kirby. Yep. Um, <laughs> how 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 is your Christmas, and how how is how is Miss Didi? Um, Miss Didi's doing trouble. okay. You know, trouble, 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 just trouble. She's almost seventeen, so you know, I have my hands full. Um, doing okay. She's your daughter. So, oh, you, speaking of, she is your daughter. So she's here. definitely trouble. <laughs> see I there she eat. is you can go get your water now but yeah everything's going good our christmas is just going to be a quiet christmas like usual just d mom and i and gonna hang Are out you? yeah we're just gonna hang out drink some eggnog extra ew nog. ew Ugh. ew Why? yeah that's <laughs> so cool i just want the nog forget the egg <laughs> uh i'll just take my coffee with bailey's there we go there we go and then at brother boggs how how is you and your clan? Oh, you know, our clan is doing real well. Um, myself, I'm bored out of my mind. Work decided that uh, because I had a sinus infection, I got the COVID quarantine again. <laughs> you know, a sinus infection could be COVID. So, uh, yeah, so I spent uh, the last week and a half not doing anything but calling people and annoying them from home. Very nice. Very nice. It did, yeah. it did give me an opportunity to edit everything that I had in the backlog. And, oh, that's good. Uh, up- upload most of it. So 
we're, once we're done with this, I think I'm good through January 4th or a little bit longer. So if there's anybody out, anybody out there that's wondering why your episode hasn't aired yet, it's because I went a little recording and uh, editing crazy. So it kind of pushed everything back a little bit. I didn't realize I had like eight episodes. Nice. That's good. It's always good to have a few in the backlog. So yep. nice. Yeah. For me, it's been one of those. I, I did. I had the I, last time I gave blood, they did a, a, the COVID antibody. Apparently, I don't have any. So I kept hoping I did, but I don't. Um, yeah. And for me, it's just been, you know, work. And I mean, Christmas was good. Um, you know, uh, really only have one kid left at home to, to buy stuff for. We get a few for the, the older ones, but they live on their own and they can deal with their own Christmas. Little brats. But <laughs> but I mean, it, it was fun. I mean, it was good. We got I got everything I need. I mean, I have my, my family and everything else around me, which is what I need. And, you know, I just healthy, all that. So it's all good. I mean, you know, we've all everybody's gotten through this whole year in different ways. And, you know, some of us have been, you know, crazy like me and went on a, a health kick and running like a lunatic. Um, and others, you know, just not, none of the ways were wrong. It's just different. Yep. So we, we all survived it and that's what matters. So, and hopefully, hopefully it ends. <laughs> Speaking of surviving, um, did you guys see that there's actually a uh, 2020 survival medal um, I thought it would be kind of cool to get some. Uh, Is that like we don't have to do anything for it? Just the fact that we lived through this crap? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I guess it's like its own, you know, obstacle course race all on its own. 2020 yeah. has been kind of, uh, you know, a shit show. So um, it has been. Yeah. But, but like I yeah. said, we all got through it in different ways. Yeah. So there's, um, I'll have to bring it up here in a little bit. We could probably even um, put it in the description, but uh, it's like a 2020 finishers medal. Yeah. Nice. It says in the description not to uh, put it on until after the new year. Uh, you know, it also says you've been warned. So, and yeah. here's the, um, it's actually in the, the metal itself is in the shape of a dumpster fire. So no, that fits. <laughs> that, that totally fits. fits. <laughs> oh, see, I do have one cause I did do a metal for, uh, there you go. Yes. Nice. That's I did do one for a uh, 2020 miles in 2020. Um, I did earn that one. I finished that one while I was doing the 40 yeah. miles for my birthday. I got that. So, and next year I'm doing the 2021 miles. There you go. A year. So, um, but that one, it's kind of one of those ones. I'm be honest. I kind of feel like I cheat a little bit because it counts off my Fitbit and my Fitbit's on all the time. So it counts, not just my, my purposeful running. It, it counts all of my walk, all of my steps. So for purposefully, I, I'm trying to hit a thousand on Strava and I didn't start using Strava till May. <laughs> and I'm at like 900. About 990, I think I'm going to need another 10 miles, and I'll hit I'll hit a thousand miles on Strava since May, that's and that's awesome. purposeful. Like I literally went out and did, and that 43 on the day right after my birthday kind of helped me do that because that was the dumbest idea I've ever had. But I did it. <laughs> I did it. I finished it. And I mean, honestly, it didn't do too much because I got up the next morning and ran a 10k. So, which shows me personally how much I've changed over the last year and how much this year has changed for some of us. I mean, a year ago, I did a half marathon and wanted to die and didn't walk, move for a week. I did 43 miles, got up the next morning, ran a 10K. So there you go. that's kind of, you know, how this this year has gone for me. I mean, it's one of those things. But then a lot of things I have problems with. I have a lot of friends that compare themselves to me. They're like, look what you did and look what I, we all got through this differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I went my way and a lot of people don't realize this is honestly running like this. Anyone who knows me in 2012 when I lost all the, or 10, 12 when I lost all the weight to begin with. This is how I deal with stress. 
when my life is everything's going completely insane, I do shit like this. So this isn't just me, you know, fun, deciding to do this. This is my way of dealing with the freaking world being in a dumpster fire. So this isn't just my great willpower. This is I go and run so that I don't have to deal with thinking about the fact that the world's on fire. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. You get that whole thing where people are like, oh, my God, I wish I could be like you and I wish I could have your willpower. It's like, no, you don't realize I go run so I don't lose my damn mind. So it's just I deal with things differently. And this yeah. luckily it, it worked out. So I lost 100 pounds, but no, whatever. Yeah. So don't compare yourself to me. That's uh, that's kind of how I got through my first divorce. I didn't want to go home. So. Well, let's hope you're only divorce. <laughs> right, right. Because if there's a second uh, one, there's going to have to be two people that, you know, that your your wife's brothers, basically, they might have to bury you and you're a big guy. You know, like yeah, this. no, no. I should go back and retract that statement. Uh, my only That's div- a big hole that I have. To um, yeah. So, uh, sorry, my first marriage, I should say. Um, that's how I got through the divorce was I didn't want to go home after work. So I just kept hitting the gym and I lost like 80 pounds Yeah, and I just, I was like, you know what? I, I'm not, I'm not going back to the house. I'd rather just go to the gym, uh, work out, yeah. whatever. And, and I think a lot of people don't think about that. They look at things and just look like, Oh, look at the willpower. They don't look at the background. They don't look at what's driving a person to do it. Sometimes, like you said, you lost a whole bunch of weight because you just didn't want to go home and deal with your wife. Yep. You know, and other times it's just different things for me. That's how I get out of my head. I go and run. And that's when I can think and my brain becomes the clearest is when I'm running and I can think because there's nothing else. I can't grab my phone and search Facebook while I'm running. So all I can do is think and be in my own head. And that's that. That's what works for me. So, yeah. And that's why we do this stuff. It's not just whatever. Lisa apparently has music going in her head or there's something in her headphones. We can't hear because she's over there. dancing. <laughs> I just fidget. Oh. I always fidget. I mean, at least I know I'm not the only one that hears music in my head, but nobody else can hear. No, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so how, what has been your secret to getting through this, Lisa, besides the music in your head and dancing randomly to things that aren't there? I have been doing a gratitude journal all year. Um, I went through one note- notebook and I started a different one. And every day in the morning, I write down three things I'm grateful for. I write down my thoughts in the morning. And the evenings before I go to bed, I do the same thing. I write three things down that I'm grateful for. And then I write down what happened during the day. And it just has kind of. This is my name over and over again, right? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, it's kind of helped me centered out. And I got really lucky when I did my first interview and um, met Erica. And I've been doing a lot of um, life coaching with her. And it's just kind of helped me. um, I'm really working through some things from my past that. I kind of just stuffed down and didn't want to confront. And now I've confronting them and it's just making me feel like a better, more solid human being and um, kind of reconnecting with my family. And now I'm working on the physical health side of things. And, you know, it's just a journey. It's just trying to cope with the dumpster fire that this year has been. And um, one day at a time, basically. Which is awesome. And that's the way, that's the way, what we got to do. It's one day at a time. Yeah. Yep. It's, you know, one of those things that, you know, I've never been in the, the AA or anything like that. Like I know, you know, brother Boggs is, yep. but some of the things they talk about that, that one day at a time, stuff like that, it's stuff you got to remember. I mean, it's, you know, and it's one of those things you got to be better than you were yesterday. Um, yep. We all have things in our past that, you know, if you focus on those negatives in our past, it makes you look like a horrible person, but how many other things are there that you did good? Yep. You look like a good person. So yeah, I like that. I like the gratitude book. 
I'm not good at that. Every notebook I have is full of really, really bad jokes that I can't say on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've already, um, I have my notebook filled out, not filled out, but it's ready to start for the next year. And um, I'm just going to continue with that. It's one of those things where I think if you start recognizing the good in your life and you recognize all the little things that you are actually grateful for, but you don't acknowledge. Um, I think it just puts a different spin on your day because you're not going through your day being like, you know, negative Nancy or, you know, yeah. a Chad or Karen in your life. You're actually being like a good positive person and it just changes your mindset. And I think that's the one thing that has really gotten me through this year is even on my really, really bad days, I've still been able to find something that I'm grateful for. Which is awesome. It's one of those things I've been mean, doing my, my other shows is, is Brandon. I have studied, and it sounds really bad to say it this way, but I've studied a lot of the ideas of magic and a lot of the ideas of some cults. And really, they have some good in them in the fact that a lot of them really show you that what you project out into the universe, and it sounds stupid and cheesy, but really it is. What you project is what you get. Yes. So if you look for gratitude, you look for the positive and everything, you will find it. Yep. You look for the negative and everything you go into and you're like, oh, this is screwed up and it's going to be negative. You will find it. And that's one of the biggest things this year has really showed me is that what I put out there and what I look for is what I'll find. And that's one of the reasons why I've tried really hard with all this dumpster fire of politics and COVID to not get buried in the the negativity of it. Um, I know I'm sure Don's tired of me saying this. My favorite saying this year has been is it, it is what it is. Me getting upset about it, me freaking out about it, isn't going to change it. But I can take the good out of it and move forward with it, and that's it. You know. Yep. Our our journey starts now. Exactly. It starts now. Yep. Just because so you I had think- a bad well, if you had a bad day yesterday, you don't carry it into the next day. You get up and you choose to have a good day. And one thing that I say over and over again is, I am exactly where I should be right now. So. You know, you can't focus on whatever you want the future to be. You got to focus on the present and sending out those positive things and not being negative. It is. Exactly. And it's one of those things to think about. Did you really have a bad day yesterday or did you have the bad five minutes that you turned into a bad day? And that's it. It, It's turning into, you know, making yourself really. And that's the thing. Stop comparing yourself to others. Stop doing stuff like that. Just be the best you that you can be. And that's one of the things that was really hard for me. And this year has really showed me that. I've tried so hard to look up at other people and want to be like them. And I'm like, no, I, I just want to be me. I just want to be the best version of me. Yep. So, and I feel like right now I, I, I'm as close to that as I've ever been, both physically and mentally and everything else. So that's awesome. What about you, Bugs? Oh, you know, 2020 has been a lot of fun. Uh, I work in retail. Yeah. So I've been that guy that uh, never got a day off. This is my second COVID quarantine. The first one was because I had direct exposure back in February. Um, and a lot of my job is, is spending 10 hours a day being a cheerleader. And I'll be honest, you know, that, that's a real tough thing when you put everything you got into being a cheerleader for 10 hours a day. I mean, you still got to come home, be a father, be a producer, an editor, a booking agent for a podcast, all that stuff. So it's been a real tough, tough year to keep up that positive image. But, uh, you know, all the things that we did as a group and as friends and, and getting together with all the the runs and races and stuff as much as we could, you know, those outlets really helped me out this year. Um, you know, this year I did three ultra marathons a year ago. Was it a year and a half ago, two years ago, I finished my first marathon. Yeah. And now, and, and now I did three ultra marathons this year. Yeah. 
including a 50 miler, which was stupid. Yeah, it was. But, I still uh, haven't done that. My pilot's is 43. Because 50 is stupid. Yep, we'll be doing that this spring. Yeah, my answer. I don't want to do it, but you need to do it. I gave you a sticker. You got to use it. Yeah, I'll learn it someday. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's been a lot of fun uh, getting Lisa involved with the podcast. That definitely, uh, she came in at just the right time this year um, with Hammer having all the stuff going on with his life and with when the world finally opened up and all of a sudden Mike found himself teaching everywhere in the West Coast. Um, you know, it kind of all fell on Lisa's lap and, uh, you know, I've been really appreciative of what she did this year, coming in and filling those, uh, those little size eight shoes and mics. <clears throat> but, uh, no, it's been a great year and, uh, you know, it's too bad we couldn't have an in-person Christmas party. Um, no. last, last couple of years we were able to, um, this year, unfortunately it's going to be just an online one. Um, we talked about doing some things, who knows, something might come up. You never know. This world is strange, but, uh. But yeah, no, it's been a great year. Uh, thanks, you guys, for being there for me. Yeah, it's been fun. It's, nice. it's been an interesting thing. It's been interesting. So, And Lisa did step in at the perfect time and hammered it. I mean, a lot of people, and I mentioned it a couple of other times, we've done a group chat like this, yeah. where a lot of people don't realize I was ready to quit. I was done. I, I was done with all of this. Um, and then Hammer stepped in, and Hammer was, you know, originally what kind of took some of the stuff off me so that I really wasn't at that point where I wanted to quit. And, you know, uh, Brother Boggs took over a lot of the background stuff that I didn't want to do anymore. Um, and then, you know, once again, Lisa stepped in and Lisa's been pretty much the, the, the driving force of this podcast besides, you know, down the background. And Lisa's been the voice for almost the whole year where I kind of stepped out. And I mean, it's one of those, if it wasn't for the rest of you guys, I think BeastNet would, would have gone by the wayside a year ago. Um, you guys have been the driving force, all three of you. Thank you for keeping my vision going. Um, this was a vision that I had a long time ago, um, but it never came. I never had the right people around me to make the, make it come to fruition like I wanted it to. Um, and once bringing you know the three of you in made it. Now it's going in the direction I've always wanted it to go in. So thank you all. You're welcome. Yeah, I um I, I can't say that I can take too much credit for this year at least because I've been out for a really long time. Um, probably what six seven eight months, I think it's been a long time. Um, you know, so like you said, she did show up at the perfect time and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of it. Um, you know, her stepping in and taking over and and doing as many episodes as she could possibly end up doing, because I, I'm sure when I said I was going on hiatus, Mike was like, ah, and I know Don was like, ah, and I, and I was just like, okay, I didn't, I didn't plan on being gone this long. Um, yeah, we didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, uh, I really, I really appreciate, you know, um, the, the fact that everybody's been working together behind, um, you know, behind my absence and all that. So it's, it's kind of cool to, to see how much everybody's been doing. Um, and so I, I really appreciate that. So I just wanted to say that to you guys, especially Don's been doing just like breaking his back over this entire thing. And, uh, you know, he, just, he does a lot of work behind the scenes of people. Exactly. Don't. Yeah. He's, he's like a one, he's like a one man show. And I don't think a lot of people realize, and I know because I've done it in the past when, you know, I ran everything else, how yeah, much work is behind it. And I don't think he knew that until he took it over and he's probably like cursing me most of the days. <laughs> he didn't tell me it was this much. Yeah. But it is a lot of work. And I mean, I do, cause I mean, I know I, I do two other shows. I do technically three other shows besides this that are all weekly shows. Um, 
and really honestly because of Don and Lisa and you and, and Hammer I can spend a little less time on this so I can focus on the, the comedy side um which is funny because I, I took less time on this when all of a sudden I went on my fitness journey where I probably should have spent more time on this but you know it is what it is and I mean it's one of those things and I mean one of the reasons we brought Lisa on is partly because we wanted a little bit of estrogen in this testosterone pool but I mean you know and it's a different viewpoint we all see things differently and I mean I think that's what's yeah. great about this group is not none of us are the same we, no. we all have completely different you know ways we see things and different perspectives on all this so yeah. which is amazing so yeah Don's like the glue that like holds us all together because he's doing everything in the background which thank you <laughs> thank don't you <laughs> don't, don't give him too much yeah his brain's not gonna fit on the screen anymore Oh my God. Be nice. I feel like I'm like the little sister with three older brothers trying to compete. Yeah. Because <laughs> really Dawn has always been like my little brother. Cause I mean, a lot of people who don't know this, me and Dawn met in preschool. We literally met in preschool. Um, I've known him, his, you know, since he was four, uh, three or four, I've known Kyle's wife since she was born. So, I mean, I've been, you know, known these guys forever. Um, <laughs> So really, Don is like that little brother that, you know, like I said, I, he was always a little brother. I was the big brother. Um, now I'm the little brother and he's the big brother. <laughs> but uh, sorry, couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that this, this is an amazing group. And I know next year, I don't know if Kyle's involved in this, but we're going to Dallas and we're doing the ultra, the ultra. Um, so we're going to do the ultra as the B is the beast net crew. That's one of the things we're looking at for next year. And that's one of the big things about next year that a lot of people, as long as we come out of this COVID and we start getting, you know, the, the, the races start coming up, you're going to see a lot of beast net out there. Um, yep. more of us. Plus, I mean, we got other people that are really part of the beast net team that aren't on the podcast, but are in the events and they help us with the stuff. We got Brian Kays, who is, you know, my partner in crime and Don can't be there. He's done a bunch of events with me um, and done a bunch of crazy stuff with me. I mean, Elise has been my coach for a while and she's been on a few episodes. You know, we got Virginia, we got Serena, we got all these people that are part of, you know, the, the beast net crew and we're going to Dallas and we're doing the ultra. So, yeah, you know, Mike, I'm going to call out a little bit here. You just named everybody on that list, except for the, uh, the person who runs the survivors group for us. And uh, who's going to be the heart of the run out in Dallas, Miss Jody? Yes, yes. How could you forget her? I don't know how I forgot Jody. Jody's always been Jody's been one of my my you know my race wives basically. I mean, <laughs> Serena. The original was Stevie, which yep. um, unfortunately Stevie hasn't raced with us in a long time because she's had health issues. But Stevie was my original race wife. Uh, we did a lot together. We did the the twelve and a half hour freaking Montana Beast, and then got up the next morning at the sprint because well we're stupid. Um, but you know, and then Serena and Jody, and I mean, we've done so many races with all of the everybody here. So yeah, me and Lisa, we've done a bunch of races together, you know, with her and yeah. Dee and everything else. And I mean, I'm so missed this year and not doing races. I've only done a couple. Um, I just posted, you know, last week on on Facebook a picture with my last race, which was Boston Levos in December of last year. Um, and damn, I was a fat man. But uh, <laughs> it's scary to look. A lot of people don't realize this. I look in the mirror, I still see that fat guy. I still see an almost 300 pound disgusting guy. Um, so seeing that picture next to the one I posted the day before when I did uh, 
one of their, their battle miles, you know, downfall race. And looking at the picture side by side, I see it there. But otherwise, I look in the mirror, I still see the back. So it, it, it's it's hard. So when people hear me say stuff like that, that's what it is. It's the mental, mentally, I still see what I was. Um, yep. I don't see that change. Yeah, cool. Because you see it every day, and so you don't you don't see all the minimal changes that go into yeah. it and, and yeah. accumulate over time. And that's the way I was when I lost my weight. I, I still saw myself as being the same size. And then when I saw the side by side, I was like, "Whoa, what what is this?" It took a long time. I mean, I literally, it wasn't until I lost almost 80 pounds before I saw it. Even when I would had lost 50, I'm looking at going, I don't see a difference. It still looks like a fat, disgusting bastard. I don't know what you're talking about, you know? And I know I, a lot of people get mad at me when I talk about myself that way, but that's what I pictured. That's what I see. Um, I still have problems with that. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand is dealing with that mental, the, the, the mental illness, the body image, what I see. You know, body dis- what do they call it? Body distort this for dysmorphia. There you go. Yeah. I think a lot of people have that though, when, especially if you have been a bigger person for a long time. People don't understand that when you even when you've lost the weight, when you look in the mirror, it's like you always will see that inner fat kid. And it's really hard to change your mental outlook as to wow, I'm physically different than the person I still see in the mirror. Um, I've felt that way two years ago before my car accident, I was down to just below 200 pounds and I haven't been like that in years. And then seeing my picture from Montana in 2015 versus my pictures from like Washougal that year, night and day difference. And I was like, really, have I really like, I've changed that much. And I didn't, I still didn't see it. I know how you feel on that, Mike. And now I'm, I gained a lot of the weight that I lost back over the last two years. And now I'm back on that journey to lose it again. And it's really hard. Yeah. It's hard though. Cause like you said, you see that inner, that inner fat kid and it takes a lot of work to not see it anymore. And it kills your motivation. Yeah. You get that motivation to go out and run and you're like, why? Nothing's changing. I'm still a fat, disgusting bastard, you know? And I mean, a lot of people don't realize how, how much ingrained in your brain it gets. I even, I'll be honest, I had a song, Fat, Disgusting, Dumb, Dumb, Dumb. That's what I saw when I looked in the mirror. And we used to throw stuff at me when I'd sing it. But that was my song when I talked about myself. You know, and that's the song that rang through my head. Even now, sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I still think that, sing that song. And that's what I see of myself. And that's what I think a lot of people, they look at some of the stuff when you have changes like we've made sometimes. And they think, look at how great you've done. It's like, you don't see, you see on Facebook the wins. You see my wins. You see all that. You don't see the days where I'm literally not wanting to move, where I think every bit of me is, isn't worth it. Don hears it sometimes. Every once in a while, he gets my, my moods. Um, uh, there's been a couple of times, I think Lisa's seen it a few times and Kyle's probably seen it a few times when we had group chats where I'm just in one of my moods where nothing I think of myself is good. And then I, I end up t- snapping at somebody. Um, it's happened. I, I do it all the time. All you guys see on Facebook is my wins. There's a lot of stuff that you're not seeing the background. Don't compare yourself and think that everything I'm doing is so great. I've gotten lucky. Everything that happened this year, it was a perfect storm for all this to happen. There's no way. Even my doctor, I had to convince her that I did this correctly because she's like, no, this is not healthy. You've lost too much too fast. But I did do it healthy. I did it the right way. But this is not typical. Don't sure. compare yourself to how I did it. Losing a hundred pounds in less than nine months, not good normally, but somehow I did it healthy. I did it. Okay. I just, 
I overdid it in a lot of places. Elise would get mad at me quite often when she's like, you need to rest. And I'm like, okay. And then I send her a picture where I ran 10 miles. And she's like, I don't get that's how that's resting. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, well, I had a bad day and I needed to get out of my head. And so I was going to go run a mile and somehow it turned into 10. It happened all the time. I would literally go out and say, I'm going to go run five miles just to like clear my head. And next thing I knew, I ran 16, you know, because I just, I'd start going. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, I should turn around and go home and I'm nine miles from my house, you know? So it's one of those things. A lot of people don't see that. And that's, I, I think that's where a lot of people lose themselves on the Facebook stuff where they sit there and look at somebody else and how great they're doing. It's like, yeah, but you're not seeing what they're not posting. I think Nobody's that's the, gonna post the negativity. That's the issue with, I think, social media though, is nobody's posting the negative side. Nobody's posting the hard things. And I think that's where in some of my posts, I'm trying to be real with people as to some of the struggles and opening up because everybody's like got this idea that everything's perfect. Nobody struggles and everybody struggles. We all do. I know a lot of our people that we've interviewed struggle as well. And it's not easy. It's it's really not easy. I've had to just tell myself to get off my phone and I have to walk out of the room with my phone somewhere else because, you know, there's all the ne- there's the negative side of things with all the po- politics and the virus and everything else. And then you turn around and you see people posting about how happy they are and how everything's going great. And I'm like, okay, are you still in the same dumpster fire of the year that we, that the rest of the world's in? Or are you just in the own little bubble high on crack mushrooms, whatever you want to think of it. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. (laughs) Like, like there has to be a happy medium between the good and the bad. And it's, you got to be honest with when you're having a hard time, A, you know, I think that's where like, you know, we Don's been doing so much about suicide awareness. And I think that's where people crack is they see all the good everybody's doing, but they can't see with outside their own darkness. And I think we've done a pretty good job as uh, the podcast and co-host. We try to shed the light on both sides of the issue. <clears throat> oh, I agree. And that's one of those things. I mean, it is one of those things. I mean, a lot of people don't think about that, you know, the suicide issues right now. Um, I'm working right now trying to do more in the background, which a lot of people don't know about yet, um, with AFSP, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, I'm possibly uh, working my way to to be on their board. But that's something that's kind of possible way in the background, something that might be what I'm working on. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things that, that is a very big thing to all of us because it is one of those things that the dark side. And like I said, it's one of those things a lot of people don't see I've tried to post some of the negative things, but it's very hard for me. Um, it's very hard for a lot of us because I don't want people to see that side of me. I don't want people to see the vulnerable side of me. It's something I posted the other day. And a lot of times you really got to follow the brand inside to see that negative side. Because it's almost like I, 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 I'm two-sided. I really do wear a mask. Um, when Mike is one person, Brandon is another. And on my Facebook, it really is that way. If you look at it, Mike is a lot more positive. Brandon's the negative side. And usually that's honestly how I break it up in my brain because, well, I'm insane. So <laughs> so one side of my brain really is the mic side. It's the more positive, the happy, the yay. And then the negative kind of asshole is Brandon. Um, and that's kind of how I do it. I mean, a lot of times people don't see that until they really 
I do have friends that will suddenly become friends with both my Facebook pages. And they're like, there is a complete difference between them. And I'm like, there really is because I kind of try and separate my life that way. Yeah. Um, because there is, there, there is a big difference in my, I try and focus on the, the positive, but every once in a while I lose it. And it's just like, I can't do this and things drive me nuts. Um, and I do become negative and I try and stay away from that. But people don't see that people who aren't friends with the brand. It's I don't see that I struggle. Yeah. Um, and I wear masks. Um, I have a friend that posted a thing about wearing masks and hiding behind them. Um, and a friend of mine said, yeah, I've been telling you that since we were kids. And I'm like, yeah, you have. And I still freaking do it. But I do. I, I hide behind masks. Nobody, I, very few people, honestly, I feel have seen what's behind what I try and hide. Um, I try and make this positive thing and make it look like I'm this this person that sometimes I'm not. And like I said, Don is, Don's known me since preschool. He's seen what's behind that um and he hasn't ran screaming too many times i mean there's been a couple of years where we didn't talk because that mask got crazy crazy but <laughs> the rest of you kind of seen a little bit behind it but i mean it's there's there's a lot that we hide you know? i think that's something like in the next year at least for myself when it comes to my social media is i want to try to be a little bit more hey. what happened i think she froze she froze she's frozen it's kind of a weird look on yep. her face too well, basically it's like, I want to be able to show both sides of what's going on in my life, the negative and the positive. Like I don't have, you know, it's not sharing like all the personal information, but you know, just being blunt and honest, Hey, I've had a shit day <laughs> and chose to like, okay, I've had a shit day today, but tomorrow's going to be a better day. And I think if people would start doing that more often, the human side of all of us will start coming out and more kindness and more, you know, acceptance of people. I, agree. Um, I can definitely say this last year, I've gone through a lot of stuff mentally. And if it wasn't for Jody and Audra, I don't know how I would have made it through the year. They both, we check in with each other every single day. Um, okay. And, you know, I've had a, I had a bad week a little bit ago and they're the ones that kind of pulled me out of it. They, called me on my shit. Um, and I think that's what we all need to do is start calling each other on our shit and being honest, like, Hey, there's bad days, but there's good days as well. And, um, that's one of my goals for this next year is to be a little bit more transparent with how I'm feeling. And, um, that's just, I think that's the healthiest thing to start doing is showing that transparency that we're not all perfect and we're not all just, Oh, everything's perfect. Cause it's not. No. And I agree. And I think we're really too hard. And it's like I said, I'm horrible. Man. Like I said, if you watch my, my Mike James fa Facebook, I am. I post all my great victories, everything else. But you have to honestly follow Brandon to see all my, 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 my negativity. Yeah. And it's there. But I mean, it's it's very hard for me because I feel like I, I, I built this brand around me. You know, BeastNet, everything else, uh, positivity and dealing with suicide awareness and everything else. And it's hard for me to show the negative side that, that I'm not all positivity and all sunshines and rainbows that, you know, there, there is some negativity and I really am a dashful ask on, he knows, um, <laughs> but it's there. So, I mean, yeah. it's kind of one of those things. And that's one of the reasons why too, I, I think it's amazing that I have all three of you because you guys, one, like you said, you guys will, Donald call me out on my shit. Kyle will call yeah. me on my shit. So will you. I mean, and that's what's amazing is, I mean, you guys will call me out on my, you know, hey, I'm perfect. Everything's great. 
you know, I hide things. A lot of people don't know. I had something pop in my foot two weeks ago that I never even told my coach about because I didn't want people to tell me I needed to stop running. So I, I gave myself a couple of days with only running a couple of miles a day and then went back to what I was doing. But it's one of those things. I mean, in the course of the that I broke four years ago, but I hide stuff like that. And I don't tell people that. I tell people how great I was at my run and I did 43 miles in a day, but I don't tell people when all of a sudden I freaking my knee is killing yeah. and I'm slathering in freaking CBD oil to hope it'll freaking feel a little better. You know, those are the things we don't talk about. And that's one of the things that I really need to work on this next year. And that's one of my, you know, New Year's resolutions, if you want to call them, which usually yeah. I never listen to anyway, that I need to start looking more at some of these, let people know that everything isn't sunshine and rainbows, that I, I don't shit rainbows, that things do happen, that yeah. there is negativity and that I, I do see it. So I think that'd be a great thing for us to do as a podcast too, because I know that there's a lot of teams and groups, like we've got the sober Spartans, yeah. you know we do a lot for the veteran suicide awareness. We do a lot regarding, you know, just suicide in general and, you know, being awareness of that. And I think bringing more of that into the podcast and more of the human side of things into it as well with the people that we interview and the things that are going on, I think that's going to start having a positive effect in not only the OCR world, but in our groups of friends and everything else too. I think that's just the way things need to start. I would like to see things start going just, to help get rid of the negativity and the yeah. aspect of things are all perfect. Cause it's not, that's not how life is. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, there's to kind of touch on what you guys were talking about with the negativity and um, trying to talk about it and, and kind of show your vulnerable side. Um, this, I would say this past, not 2020, but like the past year and a half, maybe since about mid 2018 until now, um, there's been a lot of a lot of things going on mentally up here with me um, that have really caused a lot of issues. Uh, a lot of it's a lot of it's workplace related PTSD. Um, for those that aren't aware, I work in corrections, um, so I see a lot of shit that I don't want to see and that that nobody should ever be exposed to. Um, just all kinds of crazy stuff that you. S- you think that you only see this stuff in movies, but like some of the stuff that you see, you're just, you're baffled by it. And it, it gives you pause at, at sometimes, you know, and um, a lot of that stuff I have repressed for a long time. Um, and the past, I don't know, past, I'd say year, um, I've really been coming to terms with that. And so it's really kind of gotten me on this, this kick of um, PTSD awareness um, talking about the stuff that, um, and getting it out. Cause I had kind of repressed it for a long time and then something kicked it back up a little while ago. And, um, and I just, I started having like super, super bad anxiety attacks. Um, I was, I was having recurring nightmares about being at work and like being stabbed to death. And it, it literally like, oh yeah, it was messing with my brain big time. Um, and so there was a lot of, lot of bad stuff going on. Um, and so I, I went and I talked to um, some doctors and talked to, you know, some therapists and, and I've got, I'm on <clears throat> medication that kind of helps me with, you know, the um, combating all the anxiety plus um, any of the, like the depression stuff like that. And it and really helps me with my, um, my anger because that actually started inciting a lot of anger because I was confused. I, I didn't know why this stuff was happening. I was getting, um, 
I was just getting really worked up and it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't stand feeling like that, but I couldn't do anything about it. At least I felt helpless, you know? Um, so doing in doing that and talking about it with not just doctors, therapists, um, I even talked to some friends that are still, you know, still in this industry and, you know, they've, they've kind of reached out and as well and told me some of their um, stories and we've talked back and forth about it. And I realized that they've gone through some of the same problems. Um, and I think it's really good. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we have been talking about, um, you know, depression and suicide awareness and all that, and really reaching out and talking about the negative. Um, it was actually only this year that I started doing that. And I feel like it's helped me in so many ways. Um, I don't have that. I don't have that sense of dread, like going to bed thinking, okay, I'm going to have this recurring nightmare again. Cause I've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. So it's like, I can, I've gotten it off of my mind by the time I go to bed and I'm not thinking about it anymore. Um, you know, my best friend and I sat down um, in October uh, when he got married. Um, it was actually pre-ceremony. <clears throat> we had talked about a lot of the stuff that we've experienced growing up and, and through, um, you know, the industry and withholding on and internalizing a lot of stress. Um, and he, it's going to sound crazy, um, but, and, and you're going to like, whoa, that's kind of weird, um, especially for, for me, because you don't see me do it. Um, but my best friend was like, you know, sometimes you just, sometimes you just got to cry and get it out. And, you know, we, we started talking about stuff and I felt bad because it was pre-ceremony day of his wedding. And, um, you know, we're talking about all this stuff and we're, we're having a moment and we're just like sitting in the living room of this Airbnb and we're bawling our eyes out and, you know, having a good cry. And he was like, you know, sometimes you just have to get that let go of that internalization. You know, you want, you, you get told as a kid all the time to just suck it up and move on, you know, and, you know, just accept it for what it is and keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, and, and, you know, and stuff that, uh, that kind of stuff takes a toll. Um, it really does. So there's that, you know, like Mike said, there's that outlet, he gets out and he runs, you know, for the longest time, my outlet was, you know, jamming out on a guitar or playing on drums. And, you know, I don't, I don't currently have that. And so, um, <clears throat> but getting it out there and talking about it really does help. And I'm, I'm glad that we've actually gone that route this year um, to try and help other people realize that it's not just them, um, that other people are struggling with this. So, And you're humanizing it as well, just in the simple fact of admitting that, you know, you got to let your emotions out. And I think that's something that's a problem with our culture still even today is like they're, you know, People don't want to say, hey, men struggle just like everybody else. You guys have emotions. And of course, yeah, it's not a weird thing to cry and just let it out. Some people don't have any other way other than that to let out their frustrations and their stress and their hurt and their pain. And it's amazing that you are open about it and you're trying to be more transparent about it. Um, it's it's difficult. Um yeah. I found out this year that I had been misdiagnosed for like 15 years as to what was wrong with me. Um, I have complex PTSD from trauma and I thought it was normal to have a resting heart rate of like 110 beats a minute. Come to find out what? that's, I could find out that that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. That's not normal at all. No. Um, <laughs> and you know, it, that's how my anxiety forms in my body is my heart just races constantly. Um, 
So like you, I'm on medication to ease that. And wow, it's crazy. My chest doesn't hurt like it used to anymore, (laughs) you know? So that's something that, you know, it's hard to come to terms with like, okay, this is the answer to all the stuff that's plaguing me and all my problems. And I guess, yeah, I really do have anxiety, but it's being transparent with people that this is what's going on. This is what's happening. We all have emotions and we all have the right to let it out in whatever way we feel safest to let it out and talk to whoever we feel safe to talk to. Yeah. And I think another thing that kind of really helped and it might not work for everybody, but it's kind of worked for me is um, another friend of mine who um, he lives in Arizona. Um, He was a a band member uh, with me many years ago in in, um, a metal band that we played in, but he, um, he and I talked about, you know, PTSD and the stuff that I was going through because he had, he had a lot of stuff. He experienced um, a lot of abuse during his childhood. Um, not to say that I have, cause I, I didn't. Um, but he was telling me how it, it's relative to what I'm experiencing physiologically. Um, but he was saying that his, the way he dealt with a lot of the stuff nowadays is he just, he clears his schedule clears you know he goes into he's got a room set aside in his house to where it's there's nothing in there there's no technology there's nothing he goes in he sits down and he basically just it's not necessarily meditation but he just sits down and tries to clear his head you know and he just he focuses on just breathing he focuses on how he feels physically in the moment and he does it you know at least an hour a day and he dedicates that time you know not everybody has that that time to dedicate for that. Um, but he dedicates what time he can and he tries to focus on that. And he said, that's helped him a lot. Just, you know, trying to get it all out and just not focus on it, but just kind of breathe and and clear your mind for a bit. And he said, it's actually been very therapeutic. Um, I've been trying to do that a little bit, you know, whenever my youngest goes down for a nap, sometimes I'll sit there. Ooh, excuse me. I have the hiccups. Um, I'll try to sit there and just, you know, close my eyes and you know the house is quiet, make sure that I'm focused on something um, other than all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world right now. I try to figure, you know, try to focus on, you know, how I'm feeling physically, you know, what I can do to relax more. And it's, and it's nice. And that's actually kind of helped too. So I, um, you know, it's, it's just another avenue that I've tried to, to explore to kind of help with the process of going through all this well, I think that's one thing a lot of us need to look at is it's yes, find your way. Yes. Um, and I think that's exactly. because so many people are like, what do you guys do to deal with this? And I'm like, well, I run. And everyone's like, well, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Well, obviously, <laughs> but it's not going to work for you. <laughs> you know, so we, we all have our ways. You know, my way is literally, you know, and that's one of the things like, you know, at least, you know, as my coach has a couple of times been like, you need to slow down on the running. I mean, you're going to over, over, you know, you're going to hurt yourself because you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I'm like, yeah, but that's how I clear my head. You know, there's days if I don't go run, I feel like I'm going to lose my dang mind because like everything's racing through my brain, all this stuff that's going on with work and everything else. And, and the running clears my head. And I don't think I felt as clear, you know, in my brain in years since I've started running. And that's what it is. And a lot of people don't realize that's my meditation. You know, where your friend has his thing where he goes into a room with no technology and everything else and basically does his kind of meditation, my type of meditation is the running. Because like I said, I put my phone in my pocket, it's on me, but you know how hard it is to run an eight minute mile while you're trying to play Pokemon Go on your phone? It doesn't work. So, um, yeah, 
So those are the times where on my runs where you can see where I jump up to like 12 minute miles. I'm playing Pokemon Go from, but it's one of those things. You just, everyone has their way of dealing with things. And that's what it is. You have to find your way, not anybody else. You know, maybe that's something we should look at. We should make a point to acknowledge in this next year with, um, BeastNet and going forward because yeah we are obstacle course racing we are physical health but yeah. focusing on our mental health too like for me I write I'm actually trying to write a book of poetry right now and that's what helps me clear out all the junk in my head to express what I'm feeling and you know maybe we should look into acknowledging that more on the podcast as well mm-hmm. I think it's something that's really valuable and I think our listeners I think our listeners would appreciate it too, because we are as a community being OCR, you know, we're partnered with more heart than scars and, you know, they do, they, that's one of the things that they acknowledge as well. And I think if we dive deeper into that and deeper into how OCR helps all of us with that, I think it'd be a really good thing to show throughout the years, like how we're managing to deal with life stress, our issues and getting them so that we are mentally healthy as well as physically healthy. Cause that's a huge aspect of all of it being a complete thing. I, I agree completely. And I feel like we've touched on it here and there. Um, you, there's your episodes with Erica. Um, there's ones that I've done in the past with a few people where we really touch on the mental aspect of a lot of this stuff, you know, John's with the, the sober Spartans. I think all of us have touched on it here and there. But I really do agree that I think it's some of one of those things that we should push that more to the forefront of the mental aspect of what a lot of this does. Because a lot of people don't realize Spartan and OCR racing for a lot of us have saved us from mental mental issues. You know, oh, we have a lot of friends that are ex addicts that this is what saved them, you know, yep. was OCR in this community. Yeah. I know that if it wasn't for OCR three years ago when I was going through a really nasty breakup from a, an abusive relationship. If it hadn't been for my race family, I don't know how I would have gotten through it, let alone the fact all the races I did, because that was the, those were the times where my head wasn't reeling from all the trauma I was dealing with. And it's yeah. a major aspect. And I know I'm not the only one there's so many people that have that. So I think us diving into that a little bit more, talking to more people, I'm pretty positive that there are people within the OCR world on all of these pages that we're part of. We've got to have people who are involved with mental health, people who are more involved with like addiction, not just with drinking, but with, you know, drugs and everything else. I think if we start bringing that to the forefront, it's going to make OCR it's going to acknowledge how much OCR is not just about the pro athletes because they're a major part of it. They get out there. They they're like the face of it, but the heart and the core of obstacle course racing are the normal everyday people and the struggles that we go through. Yeah. I agree. The open racers. So speaking of all that Boggs, who's now hiding behind his cat, (laughs) uh, uh, what do we have coming in the future? I know we, we, we talked about the whole idea of, you know, mental health. We all have our different ways of dealing with it. You know, Lisa writes stuff. I run. I write stuff too, but most of mine is comedy stuff is Brandon that I can't share on this podcast because Brandon, like I, we've mentioned, is kind of a dick. Yeah, um, none of it's funny either, anyway, so. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, if you don't listen, yeah. I, did a, I did a debate two weeks ago. Nobody listened yeah. to. Nobody was there. But we no, were, we, we did a debate. Um, 
So, but I did go a little angry on that one. I made fun of people for being fat, which now I kind of feel bad about. But in the thing, it was, I didn't really make fun of them for being fat. It was friends. I made fun of them because I got skinny and they didn't. Kyle. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's all right. I I admit it. my, My stress relief this year has been eat. Yeah. Yeah. We all do it differently, coping. I was going to make a really bad comment, but we're not Brandon right now. We're Mike. So, but (laughs) what do we got coming up in the future? Well, what's 2021 look like for BSNET? 2021, we should have more scheduled specials coming up. Um, Like you guys pointed out, we have the Silver Spartans. Um, We started to have the the local motion show, or I don't remember what. It's something that Russ and I were working on, uh, basically just talking with race directors of all the local smaller events as a once a month special. Um, sounds like Jody or not Jody, Lisa, whoever the hell this is on the, on the horn with us right now. Um, Jesus, she's been with us the entire episode. (laughs) 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 Who are, who are we talking with? We've only been on here for 55 minutes. Uh, What I was getting at there is, uh, it sounds like what we need to do is we need to, to reach out to the survivors group and maybe just do a once a month special. Uh, focusing on the mental health aspect and the transitions of life. Um, that's kind of what Jody or goddamn Jody. <laughs> uh, that's your name is Jody. She is Jody. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just something that that uh, you know. As you guys know, I, I will. I'll put together whatever you want, and uh, if we want to do shows seven days a week, I'll figure it out. Um, other things that we know for sure for 2021, we've got the. Uh, Am I just totally like frozen? No. Frozen. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he froze now. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, 2021. Uh, let's see. Our our Legendborn race gear uh, series of clothing should be coming out. Uh, we should have our expanded regular beast net t-shirts and whatnot coming out. OCR strong. Uh, we're a member of the OCR Strong group, and uh, the first OCR Strong t-shirt should be coming out in January, where everyone can support that and help support um, racers. We're going to be doing race scholarships and stuff like that. Um, we've also spoke with Adventure Soccer about sponsoring and or building a BeastNet-specific uh, obstacle at their event. So 2021 is going to have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. Uh, the first thing we need, those we need some OCRs to happen. Um, unfortunately, we're in Washington, which has made it interesting. It's been a year without OCRs. Yeah, I love our yeah. state. <laughs> it has been yeah. interesting. So, we got I mean, but hopefully, we got some more. It's interesting that we've got a we're, we're a podcast about obstacle course racing. Obstacle course races. Okay, his, up here. His, is 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 he going to talk so, about that's the US? I'm doing so many episodes of it. Don's a robot. He does sound like a robot. <laughs> okay, so it's not just my end. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's have, we need better internet. Somebody who's not. There it goes again. Not me talking. <laughs> Don could just write in the description. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to write notes in the description because you sound horrible. Um, <laughs> so, according to what Don was saying, besides he went all went, um, we do have a lot coming up. We have a lot of plans, a lot of stuff like that. Stuff that I'm not even sure about because Don 
has been the, the background. I mean, a lot of people don't realize really um, in a lot of ways, people still see me kind of as the face of BeastNet. And I will be honest, I probably have less to do with BeastNet than any of the rest of them. Except me. Well, okay, except for my hammer, but that's because my hammer. But I've stepped back so far that really Lisa and Dawn are the main part of BeastNet now. Um, I'm still part of it. I still do, you know, I still host about once a month, if that, but most of it's Lisa um, that does most of the hosting. Um, she's Sorry, Lisa. It's all right. <laughs> she's more of the voice right now than I am. And um, Dawn's the one who runs it all. Um, Dawn's been the one who runs it all since I pretty much handed it over to him because I, like I said, I was done. Um, I wanted out of it. I, I just, I needed away from all of it. And I mean, really this year has been that thing where I stepped away from BeastNet. I stepped away from a lot of groups that I was involved in. And I think a lot of people don't realize if it hadn't been for COVID, I think a lot of people might realize how far back I stepped from a lot of this. Um, I stepped way out. Um, I, I got away from everything. I'm not on the board of any groups anymore. I'm not on anything. I am literally just the host of BeastNet about once a month. Um, other than that, when it comes to OCR and comes to all this stuff, I'm barely <clears throat> involved. Um, I do battle stuff with Battle Miles. I do stuff with that, but I'm not as involved as I used to be. And uh, I think 2021, I think I'm going to step back into some of my roles, you know, a little bit more, but I don't know if I'm ever going to get back to where I was. Uh, I like where I'm at right now. I like being able to do a lot of things without having to worry about, you know, how it looks to different groups and stuff like that and, and being up to par with certain people. So, um, I really think, I mean, uh, unless you guys, which I think I'm great with, um, you better get used to hearing and talking and seeing Lisa. So um, she is, she's the future of business. Uh, um, I still want like you guys to be on there at least once a month. Like I said, <laughs> like, once a month. But really month for, for the most part, <laughs> you are, you're, you're the future. I mean, you're one of those things. I mean, the, the whole idea originally with BeastNet was supposed to be multiple hosts. It was never supposed to be just me. Um, and Don was the one that helped that vision come to place. Um, eventually, I think it might come down to what the original vision was supposed to be. It was supposed to be one a week per host. I mean, it was almost supposed to be a daily podcast with different hosts for each day who had different things. Like my thing was supposed to be Motivation Monday. Um, and then there was supposed to be something for Tuesday and it was supposed to be one of those things, but it just never came to fruition that way. Um, I don't know if it'll ever be that way, but I think we're going to be closer to that in 2021 as things come around and, you know, people start hosting more and more, but without OCRs happening, it's hard to do because it's hard to talk about this kind of stuff over and over again without talking about races. And that's what we can't talk about right now because they aren't happening. Um, That's why I think I definitely agree with Lisa. We do need to start going more down that rabbit hole of, you know, mental health, because right now that is huge. You know, I see both Don and Lisa posting about it all the time. You know, you've got Didi who I know is having struggling because she doesn't have that social interaction. She doesn't have all that stuff with school. Um, my son Benton, luckily he graduated, but he's still struggling because he doesn't have that interaction. If it wasn't for Don's daughter coming over, you know, um, every once in a while, I don't know if he'd have any social interaction. So it, it, besides, you know, on the internet. So it's kind of one of those things that our, our kids are going through some struggling times. So, and I think this yeah. is going to be in the future, 
really Lisa is going to be the voice, I think, in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do more, I think. But I think, you know, Lisa's the future. Hammer's the future. You know, we're going to hear more from Don. He doesn't want to do episodes, but I think he needs to record more and he's going to have to because we're going to force him to. Right, Lisa? Yes. <laughs> I saw the eyebrow raise like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I think we should also reach out to some of the groups that we're in, um, like Sober Spartans, the Survivors, reach yes. out to Hearts, then Scars, even like the West Coast Spartans. Start reaching out and saying, hey, what are some topics you guys want to hear about? Racing is kind of on a standstill at the moment, but what yep. do you guys want to hear about? What can we talk about to help us keep be still be engaged with obstacle course racing? I think that's a huge factor. And I think that will really help the podcast as well. Um, I certainly don't mind recording. Um, I, I, I enjoy it. Um, so I don't mind being part of the voice of it, but <laughs> y'all have to step up just a little bit. Just saying. <laughs> nope, you are the voice woman. Get used to it. Oh, fine. And she quits right now. <laughs> I'm not going to quit. I am no. not a quitter. <laughs> no. no, and I, like I said, I think I'm going to step back into it a little bit more. But I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I mean, not to sound bad, but in 2020, I kind of stepped up on a couple other things on the Brandon side of my personality, where you know I do have. I mean, I've had Renurdish even before Beastnet. Um, Renurdish is four years got strong now as Brandon. Um, Love and Hate Radio that I do with Benton, or as he's known on Love and Hate Radio, Beach. Um, we do that weekly. Uh, so, I mean, that's one thing. And then I, I have the, the, the down the rabbit hole, which, uh, yeah, there's some crazy stuff going on out there. Uh, so those are a couple of things that I've been working on. And I, that's one of the things that's been amazing with, you know, Lisa and Dawn and everyone stepping up that I've had a chance to step back and do those and, and kind of go down some of my other, my other brain, where my other brain wants to go. Uh, but I do need to step back into BeastNet. I do want to step back into BeastNet and start being, you know, pretty Mike again. But part of being pretty Mike, I need to race. I need yeah. some OCRs to come back. Right now, my first OCR of the year has not been canceled as of yet. So, and when it does get canceled, I probably won't be on Facebook for like a week because I'm going <laughs> to lose my shit. But right as of right now, Vegas has not been canceled. And my plan on Vegas is I'm running competitive. That's amazing. That's awesome. I'm going competitive. I want to run the competitive. Do I think I'm going to podium? No. But am I going to do better than I've ever done? Yes. And that's it. I'm going to beat myself, that's- you know, and not in the way I normally do. But <laughs> so it's going to be a fun time. I'm going to beat my, my PR. I'm going to PR my best race. I'm going to have a blast and I'm going to love it. Um, and that's what I need. But it's been so long since I've done that. And I think that's one of the reasons I run so much right now is because I've lost that outlet of being in an OCR, running with my friends, spending hours having a blast, talking about things, helping people, lifting people over, you know, that whole thing that you have that if you've never done an OCR with a group that you've never understood, you know, helping somebody get over an obstacle that they never thought they could. I mean, how many times, Lisa, have we helped you get over an obstacle where you're like, this ain't happening. And I'm like, shut the hell up. It is happening. Let's do this. Sure, throw the inverted wall in my face. <laughs> yes. I mean, you don't know how many times that I've had my hand on Lisa's bum and pushing her over the inverted wall while she's putting a foot on my forehead to get over. It's happened. <laughs> and I miss it, and I love every second of it. Right there with you. I have felt a little lost this year. Um, I was supposed to be 
doing the race. I'm the race director for um, Run Amuck, and having that fall through this year because of COVID was just like a shot to the heart. Sucked. I is her microphone having issues? Anyone else is just me. Not I really. You're just fine. Okay, then it's just me. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but I've missed obstacle course racing. I've missed being out on the course with my friends. I've missed that mental side that makes me feel better. And is obstacle course racing my entire identity? No, but it is the one thing that my family and my friends self damn it we needed to come back this year um i would like to do hawaii i want dallas is happening one way um i want to buckle up so bad it's not even funny um so yeah we're all we're all kind of waiting for ocr to pick back up and we're gonna kill it we're gonna we're gonna have so much fun i mean i i can't wait to do a race with the beastnet crew and have all of us going for it dallas i'm so looking forward to it's gonna be so much fun um, we got to figure out how to make Kyle go with us. He doesn't know that yet, but he's going to Dallas in November to race. Um, I thought it was October. Talk. It is October. It's the is last it October? October. October. I'll have a talk with Dee and she'll, she'll probably tell me to go get to hell like she normally does, but we'll make it work. Um, so it's going to be a blast. I mean, and, and I miss it. I miss the racing so much and it's not just the racing. And it's one of those things I've really learned over this year from all the running I've done. I do get to go into my own head while I run. But I miss the connection. And when I did the 43 miles for my 43rd birthday, because once again, I'm stupid. um, A lot of people showed up. Don, who apparently did this behind my back and set up a whole bunch of things with people showing up and saying hi while I was running. um, Because, well, he's a dick. Um, It was amazing because I got to spend time with my my family again. Um, It really helped me out because a lot of people like, well, you know, uh, Serena was worried because she's like, I slowed you down. And I'm like, you did, but it was probably a good thing because I have a really bad habit. I will push myself till I hurt myself. And that's what I would have done. I would have pushed myself and kept going, but having them now slowed me down. Um, But I got to spend time with my race family and I miss that. Um, I need that. I need these OCRs to open up. I need to be able to go to one of these OCRs and spend those hours going through these, the, these obstacle courses and helping my friends go over um, to have the, you know, the fun stories of, you know, going over the inverted wall where, you know, I'm trying to shove Lisa over and, you know, she's kicking me in the face or Emily's kicking me. I've had multiple times where like Lisa's kicking me in the face, Emily, as I helped him go over the wall. And I don't care because that's the whole point. The whole point is to help each other. And I miss that. I've got that twice now where I've got to go down to Oregon, but I've had to drive five hours to Bend, Oregon to get any races in. Um, and it was a blast. And by the way, next year, I mean, I hate to say this to people that are doing the Seattle Beast. I won't be there. I will be in Bend, Oregon doing the Rise Challenge event because BeastNet won and we got to we've got to protect our trophy. So you're basically saying that we all won't be at the Seattle Beast will be in Oregon. <laughs> I will be in Oregon for the Seattle Beast. If you want to go with me, you can ride in the car. I'll take you. Okay. I call the trunk. There's no trunk. It's an SUV, but whatever. Okay. It'll be hard to say what's going to happen with Spartan this year going in. So hey, Nick, shut up. The local events like uh, Rise and Mud and Muck Adventure Soccer, hopefully Pennies for Quarters, uh, their race, everybody gets the local ones going because these small events are the only ones that can actually get permits to operate this year. So, yeah. well, we'll see. I mean, it's one of those things. But, I mean, whatever uh, happens, happens. Going. I mean, at this point, hell, I'm going to set up my own event where you people are just going to come over and we're going to roll around in mud like a bunch of fucking pigs and throw them at each other. So, whatever, <laughs> we're going to have some fun, damn it. 
Just need and good luck here. bleeping that out. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's it. I mean, I miss that part of it. That's been the hard part. You don't realize how social of an animal you are until they shut it down and say you can't be social anymore. And that's been what this is. You know, these kind of things, having this, it's not the same, but it's at least something. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest thing watching like with my kid right now is that social aspect for her has been totally taken out. She hasn't been able to do sports um, before the second shutdown of schools. They were getting ready to do um, softball practice and now she can't do that. And I think that's the thing with all of us adults as well as our social um our social lives have been taken away from us. And I don't think anybody really realized how important it was until it happened. Yeah. And it is, it's kind of one of those things. I mean, it was funny, you know, just the other day I was teaching a class and it was with a, a friend of mine that has seen, you know, a face, Facebook friend. Um, and he was looking at it and he told me I need to recreate the sexy pose. So anybody that knows that follows me on Facebook, there's been multiple times and I don't know why, but for some reason I have a bad habit when someone's going to take a picture, I get in the sexy pose, even when I was a fat, fat guy. Um, And he's like, you need to recreate that as the skinny guy now and redo the sexy pose. And I went back and looked on my Facebook. There's like six or seven different times where there's pictures of races where I'm doing the sexy pose. And I'm like, why, why? But yeah, he's told me I need to recreate that. And I don't think about stuff like that. But then when you're doing a race, it's like, there's no races. I can't recreate it because there's no races to do it. I miss tripping over the fire at the end. I mean, I know that was always my favorite. Yeah, that's like my signature. I don't jump over the fire. I trip over it. So, you know, (laughs) while she goes, she trips over the fire, falls into the water. It was hilarious. Um, Yeah, I took one of the logs with me in Montana. So, you know, (laughs) Then I was in Montana one year with, you know, Serena and Justin. We stopped and roasted marshmallows. See? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the, uh, you know, all the being cold out running in, uh, you know, in Seattle at their venue. I miss being cold. Whiner. I miss being cold, putting on two extra miles because I'm pacing back and forth, deciding if I still want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that's it. I mean, it's one of those things. It's pushing yourself to that limit. Um, and I think that's one of the things for me running and that why I've ran so much and done all this. Cause I need that push. It's been five years. I started, my first race was Montana 2015, which I believe Lisa, that was yours too. Wasn't it? That was my, the beginning of my second year. I okay. started in 2014, 2015 was my second year, but that, that was my first beast. And, so, and we have that medal that none of you all have probably besides a few of you. That crazy freaking founders medal. That's my, that was my first Spartan medal. And that was pushing myself to my limit and going beyond. And this year I haven't, I've had that only because I forced myself to, um, by using battle miles is one of my favorites lately because they're stupid, 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 but I love their challenges. I say stupid a lot when I talk about them, but I love their challenges. I mean, their death race, you know, 30 miles, and I can't say the rest. Um, I, I'm part of their black ops, which means every month they just send me some random challenge that you look at, and they're like, are you out your freaking mind? But then you do it anyway. Don't forget Don't forget oh. about one. Oh, one? Yeah, one was the stupidest race ever. One mile. <laughs> That's all it was. One mile with, what, yep. 100 pounds? Between sandbag and vest, 100 pounds? Yep, 100 pounds carry. and the- Stupid. Yep. But it's great challenges, and that's what's helped me get through this year was Battle Miles and some of those other ones that gave me those challenges because Spartan wasn't there. Not because Spartan couldn't didn't want to be, but because they couldn't be, and I couldn't go do 
all the races that I signed up for. My last race was in 2019. My only 2020 race was technically in 2019. Besides the virtual races, I did do some of the virtuals. But, and that's been the tough part for me. And that's, I think, a lot of us is we had those challenges and they were taken away from us. Yeah. So, you know, in, in our family time, how many times, I mean, I've seen Lisa a couple times this year. Um, when normally I would have seen her seven or eight times at races, we would have given big old hugs. We would have yeah. done all the crazy stuff on the course. I yeah. mean, all that stuff, you know, what happens under the dunk wall stays under the dunk, dunk wall. wall. Um, so, I mean, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff, I mean, that we didn't get this year. Yeah. And it's been a tough year, but I think it's made us stronger in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to come back in 2021 and this is going to be an amazing year. That's going to be their best year ever. Yeah. It's going to be the comeback year from all of this. That's for sure. Um, it's, I think it's what we're going to make it, you know, yeah. if we continue to think, Oh, it's going to be just, it's going to be a continuation of the dumpster fire. Then that's exactly what's going to happen. I think is if we as a collective start saying, you know what, our races are going to come back. We're going to race. We're going to have an amazing year and 2021 is going to rock like no other. I think that's going to help us too. That mentality shift is not saying this is going to continue. Like I'm not, I'm not saying happy new years. I'm screaming out Jumanji because I am sick of this shit. <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> so and it is, it's one of those things that I think one of those things, it's like, like I said, I've been, because of, you know, my, my other shows that I do, I've been studying a lot of the magic ideas and stuff like that. We are going to project into 2020 that this is going to be an amazing year. This is going to be our chaos magic year because we're going to project. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be so much positivity. We're going to race. We're all going to be damn sexy. Someday I'll make it. And and we're going to have a blast. And that's what we're going to project into this year. And that's what's going to make 2021 the best year we've ever had. Yes. Some of us are in our 40s and beyond. um, But this is our 40s are going to be our best years. So. Heck yeah. Shut up, Kyle. I know you're not there yet. Yeah. Is he gotta... the only one who's not here there yet? I, see, uh, I forget that Lisa's almost as old as me because she looks like she's 12. But <laughs> no, Don looks like he's 50 and he's probably <laughs> the youngest one of us all. But um Yeah, I uh, I'm the only one that's not in the in the fourth decade of my life. I'm only 35. Yeah. Oh, what? you're a youngin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um I, I would actually like to say um I I thought of this while you were talking about. Oh shit! The alarm's going off. The house is going to burn down. Amber must be cooking. Um, ah, well, I, you know, she was talking about the dumpster fire and the yes, and the, and the alarm went off. So yeah, so the alarm went off. So I'm going to brand 2021 as the year of the dumpster phoenix. Dumpster what? The phoenix. dumpster phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. I thought you said yeah. Phoenix. I'm like, whoa, this one. No, not, not, not. <laughs> yes, dumpster penis. <laughs> Um, yeah, Dumpster Phoenix. God, I need to enunciate more. You do. <clears throat> Dumpster Phoenix. Phoenix. Yes. Which goes along with the Rise Challenge events, which we will be doing all of next year. Yes. We need to make that a medal, a dumpster with a phoenix coming out of it. Not yeah, a no problem. Any. Be nice. Be nice. We'll see if I can make a shirt out of that. Yes. That would be cool. I mean, and that's it. I mean, I think this is going to be a great year. This is going to be the rise of, you know, the rise of all of us. There's a rise challenge events, which I want to go do all next year. So, you know, maybe we rise, you know, we rise with them. Um, this is going to be the year of the, the dumpster Phoenix. I like it. I like the dumpster Phoenix. Me too. So. I like that year of the dumpster Phoenix. Yep. Yes. It's <laughs> much sure better we, than what I heard the first time. <laughs> make sure we enunciate that one very yes. clearly. <laughs> dumpster Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Not fetus. Um, 
<laughs> Dumpster fetus? Oh my That's god. I heard. Wait, you, F-E-T-U-S? Yes. Oh, wow. when you originally said it, I thought you said P-E-N-I-S. No, apparently I need to enunciate too. So, yes, yes. I was just saying, there's only one of us younger enough to have to deal with that. So, um, if that was if that wow. happens in my life, there's problems. Um, All right. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, those. well guys. I'm okay with the Phoenix, but not the other one. Yeah. I have to get going. Um, yes. But Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Jumanji um, 2021 is going to be the rise of the dumpster phoenix. Yes, the dumpster <laughs> phoenix. Um, thank you. Once again, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for being for being the, the new voice of, uh, of BeastNet. Um, of we will be joining you and there will be more voices soon. Um, once Kyle starts doing stuff and I, I start doing stuff again, too. So this is going to be 2021 is going to be the year. The, the dumpster phoenix. The phoenix so it's going to be amazing so yes right. thank you lisa thank you all thanks, lisa. love you yeah. for making us what we are see you soon see ya thanks for listening to the beast net podcast if you haven't done it yet find us on facebook like and share the podcast give us a review on itunes or spotify all these things will help to expand the show in the future don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear yeah.